This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, inviting you to check out my new Blue Wire podcast, TE1, where I interview tight ends throughout the history of the NFL who have helped revolutionize the position. TE1 is presented by the Chevy Silverado, The Silverado is all about grit. It's strong and dependable, exactly like playing tight end. Just like the incredible players we sit down with on the podcast, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. Strong, advanced, and dependable. Download TE1 today, wherever you listen to podcasts. And welcome to episode 30 of the Talking Hockey Podcast. It's your usual four today. We have had no guests for a while. Uh, Eric, you want to get on that? I'm I think it's Martin's job. I actually oh, yeah, Mar- Martin's job. Martin's job, Martin. Anyway, didn't respond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's too bad. Anyway, today right. we got Ty, Luke, Martin, and Eric as usual, um, and we're going to talk about the awards that just happened yesterday. And um, it wasn't yesterday, buddy. It was like a few days ago. It was maybe it Monday. Was at least Monday. Okay, but I, I, either way, we record on Wednesdays. We post on Fridays. So. It doesn't. Okay, it was sometime so, this week. So the listeners five days, <laughs> five <laughs> days ago. Yes, Ty. The take four, take four was uh, almost just as bad as take three, two, and one. But it's okay. We're gonna keep this one. Sometimes you need to be embarrassed on this show. Last episode was Martin and, and Eric getting embarrassed. This episode, that's you. Um. Okay. Well, I wanted to say episode thirty. I can't believe we made it so far. Time flies. It does. Time flies when you're having fun. We've had a NHL player. We've had some journalists and scouts. Next is um, Kyle Dubas. Kyle Dubas, correct. Or you know some fans. I think fans are higher up on the on the on the list. Oh, there is Martin. Welcome, Martin. Welcome back. Martin, mute Your yourself. beautiful face. Yeah, we've had some technical difficulties, but such is COVID life. Such is Martin. Yes. And he's still That's moving okay. around. Luckily, his his mic still picks up that his his the noisiest chair in the fucking world. Yeah, I but fixed uh, it today and I'm pumped. What'd you say? I fixed it today and I'm pumped. Your chair or your mic? My uh, chair. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> Put some WD forty on your ass, okay? It goes, it goes back again. I'm so happy. Okay. Well, remember to speak into your mic. I, right now, I hear more chair than you. Okay. Uh. Anyway, which, which which award are we starting with? The let's start with the the best one, the Hart Trophy. Um. Some people might say that the Hart Trophy winner isn't even a top player in the league, or a top ten player in the league. Some people. I, I know someone who says that. I'm His putting name my is hand Eric right Gopasing. Um. So, Eric, why don't you think he's a top 10? First let off, alone... I do think he's a top 10 player. I don't think he had a top 10 season. There's a difference. Oh. Caveat. Remember when you speak to speak into the mic? I know you're eating chicken wings, and you have clearly different priorities about what's happening during this time slot. <laughs> Martin's sipping on some brewskis. So, I We're mean... all busy. <laughs> guys, 6.15 to 7.15 on Wednesdays is supposed to be designated for the podcast not your muck okay. session you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna session. leave my food right here and i'm gonna thank speak thank you all right so why isn't dry why didn't he have a t- top 10 year first off he was basically outscored at even strength so um are you bringing plus minus into the conversation like plus minus <laughs> no, no 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 relax relax okay <laughs> okay i'm gonna hit you with some with some maths here Okay. okay. That's too much. That might be. That's too much. Is it? Is it kindergarten level math? Like it's Ty can only handle so it's much. Kindergarten level math. What's okay. nine plus ten? It's twenty-one, baby. Twenty-five, thirty-four, no, seventeen. Right. right, Ty. Ty, I'm right. Twenty-one. Right. Damn yeah, it! Exactly. Thank you. Um, no. Okay. 
So his expected goals against versus his goals for. So if you take his expected goals against, so you exclude goaltending and how whatever randomness happens behind him in net, and you take his goals for what happened with him on the ice only at even strength, which is not plus what plus minus is. He was almost he was essentially a negative player. So you're giving the heart trophy to a guy that was basically outscored almost at even strength compared to a guy like Panarin that was like just killing the competition at even strength. And Panarin played with Jesper Fass and Ryan Strom, not Connor McDavid, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and Killer Yamamoto. So that's the argument. I think it's a very solid argument. I think it's a very fair argument. Clearly, some people disagree. Clearly, many people disagree. Clearly, a lot of people disagree. Yeah. <laughs> well, every basically... What, All wait, dumb how people many, dis- how many, disagree. How many first okay. place votes did he get? Let's see. He got he 91. Got 91 first place votes, and McKinnon got 48, which is absolutely ridiculous. Panarin got 24, which is even more ridiculous. So apparently, two thirds. Is this of the one media. by the players, or is this the one by the media that you're? This the is media. the media. This is the media elite. Because the media the, elite. The players also voted Drysital as the, the as the most <laughs> valuable player. Okay. Do you think the players watch hockey though? Like they 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 went to nhl.com points sort by top to bottom. Yeah, on all their off nights are well I mean on on the nights they play they're playing hockey, they're not watching. Yeah. And on their off nights I'm sure they're not watching hockey. Yeah, like the vast majority of the, the Unless players. you're Dougie Hamilton, maybe you're going to a museum. There's but... literally like there's interviews with NHL players saying they never watch any NHL games and then and then there's a couple guys like Mark Shifley, who's apparently a real nerd when it comes to the NHL. And apparently he, like, even on his off nights, he's just watching NHL games. That's not a criticism to NHL players either. Like, I understand no. you're, you're a professional athlete, man. I know. You, got, that, that's you play 82 thing. games a year and, you know, there's, you know, 10 games going on a night sometimes, right? 10, 15 games going on a night. You don't and have, you have to watch practices, them all. You have practices yeah. almost every day. Then and you, you have your own have family games, life. You have mm-hmm. exactly like, I don't expect NHL players to watch NHL no. games. Like they but, should, they shouldn't, they'd go crazy. <laughs> most of them like that'd yeah. be an insane amount of hockey to deal with. Like you need to take your mind off of it somehow. And then there's a couple of them, guys like Mark Scheife, like I mentioned that apparently they don't care how much NHL hockey they play. They'll still, uh, they'll still watch the games, but most of them don't. So I guarantee you, Obviously, they know Dreisaitl is a great player. There's no doubting that he's awesome. But, like, and he's insanely skilled. He does all these amazing things with the puck. Like, he's very flashy. He's very good. But, like, they didn't sit down and do a full analysis. And we're like, okay, you know what? Comparing Dreisaitl to this guy to this guy this year, looking at whatever I want to look at, this is what the, my determination is. They didn't do you, that. You, I think we can be real about that. You know it would be interesting to see? The average age... Of the people voting on the Hart Memorial Trophy. <laughs> oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. Is it like well, older th- older guys that are... Yeah. It's really all older guys. But yeah, and I think that really a lot good. of the a lot of the West Coast guys, like uh, there's a lot of the, the, the higher up guys who are from Edmonton, right? Like, um, or from Alberta. Um, I'm just trying to think their names off the top of my head. Like the, 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 the top guy... No, no, no. The top guy for the Professional Hockey Writers Association is, um, for like an Edmonton writer, right? I'm trying to think. I'm just gonna search up his name quickly. Okay. Yeah, but I, man, I just don't understand how anyone could see Drysital being more valuable than McKinnon or Panarin was to their teams, especially with injuries like Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, especially because it wasn't close. It like wasn't close at all. Like that's the most shocking thing. Like I kind of thought Panarin would come third, uh, second. I did too. But these these votes finished before the playoffs, right? I just want to confirm that. Yeah, yeah. I apparently I heard yeah. they finished in March, like they were. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. So like almost before COVID. They're only regular season. Yeah. So they. So it doesn't. It makes kind of even less sense in a way because. McKinnon didn't have this insanely dominant playoffs where, like, you know how with the GM rankings that we talked or the GM awards that we talked about, how like it was just a bias of who made it to the conference finals. That's who we're gonna pick for GM of the year. But with yeah. this, they didn't even have like the playoffs to go. Oh, McKinnon had such a great playoffs. I'm gonna put him yeah. second. 
Like I would. Well, I mean, if they did by playoffs, uh, Drysaddle lasted all of five games. Yeah, so <laughs> maybe Drysaddle would have fell then, but. I can see the argument for McKinnon, though. I can see why a lot of people did, because people would just literally just look at how many games did all the players in Colorado miss and how many did McKinnon miss. McKinnon was there the entire year. Brandon was gone. Landis Cog was gone. Kadri missed a few games. Donskoy missed a few games. Burakovsky missed a few games. McCarr missed a few games. Like, you go down the list of the players in Colorado and all of them missed a lot of time, and McKinnon kind of dragged that team along still. So but, I can see why people just solely looked at that and were like, oh, "Okay, well, he's second. So two first. things, two things to, to say. Firstly, president of the Professional Hockey Writers Association is Mark Spector, um, Edmonton writer. Anyway, and secondly, um, you can say that McKinnon had all his teammates missing all that time, but Valerie Nachushkin was there all year. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> you are not wrong. So some might some might say that he was also a candidate for MVP, but we're not naming names. But none of the, yeah, none so, of the writers said that. I know That's for the people sure. who matter. Yeah, he did get anyway. Selke votes though, which is yeah. pretty impressive. Um. Anyway, so I think that that Drysital. I think he, the, the we watch a lot more hockey than I think the majority of people do, right? And I, I do see a lot of Leon Dreisaitl, and he was a dominant player on all year long, dude, like unstoppable. Firstly, how much of that was from the power play, Edmonton's power play being, you know, almost by far the best in the league? So, yeah, so so how much of his performance and his value and him putting up so many points was from just from his, the power play alone, right? Being the best power play in the league. And I think, I think you kind of touched on it as well, playing with McDavid and... Nugent Hopkins. I, I think that for the second half of the year, he wasn't playing as much with McDavid, but still. Like, he, the, he's good. He, he, for the but. first half of the year, he did play with McDavid like a shit ton, basically, right? Yeah. But then, then halfway through the year, like January, give or take, they were like, okay, we need to. Uh, they put him on a line with Nugent Hopkins and Kaylor Yamamoto, who in themselves are basically top line players. So I think a lot of the narrative is that like Drysdale carried his own line, which somewhat he did, but like I don't think he had to really carry that line. That was already those are already two very good players that were good individually. Right? I think that then, I think I think the other thing is that a, maybe a lot of the defensive criticisms for Drysdale it might be just Edmonton sucks at defense as a whole, right? Edmonton has like one guy who's good. <laughs> Clefbaum and another guy who's like up and coming and Ethan Bear. Ethan and Bear, yeah. Other than that, they got a bunch of guys who are trash and can't get the puck out. Like Chris Russell and Darnell Nurse is overrated in my opinion, right? Yeah, Darnell Nurse isn't that great of a hockey player and, despite what many Edmonton Oilers fans yeah. think. And so like it could just be the entire team sucks defensively and you know it could lead to his poor numbers. But I do agree that it seems like him and McDavid just aren't good defensively, and but they will take advantage of you if you, you know, give up a chance the other way, right? And they'll score, and that is valuable, right? Yeah, no, there's no doubting that Drysaddle and Drysaddle is an extremely valuable player. There's no doubting he's one of the best players in the league. I just don't see how you can make the argument that a guy that was almost outscored this year at even strength deserves the heart. And then piled up the power play points on a power play with Connor McDavid, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Clefbaum, who, although isn't like elite at even strength, is a very good quarterback on the power play, really good passer, has a decent shot, like, and all that. So, like, I just don't, I just don't get how you can make that argument. And I haven't, I wish they should make a rule for the awards that each right, because you're already having writers do it. I don't see why they don't mandate that every single writer write an explanation for why each of their votes yeah for each of their votes it should be man it's done by the writers association and all they do is list names you have this like you have this privilege of being able to exactly they give it they make it way too easy like because if if you give if you give a mandate that you have to write an explanation for each of your picks you're guaranteeing that the other writers are going to have to think a lot more about their selection before they make it because mm-hmm. how many of these writers are really going that depth in? And and here's a perfect example because 
this this is the perfect example of what I mean. So in the uh, in the Norris um, in the Norris vote, someone voted for Ezra Lindell as a third best defenseman in the NHL. And then I was searching the internet, and I was like, okay, I need to find out who the hell made this. And then eventually on Twitter, I after like twenty minutes of searching, I came across the guy who did it, and he wrote his explanation down actually for why he believed Lindell was the third best defenseman in the NHL. And his reasoning was he played a lot of PK minutes. He spent a, he had a lot of defensive zone starts and he blocked a lot of shots. That was his explanation for Essa Lindell being the third best defenseman in the NHL. That was his only criteria. Literally, like I'm, I was going to post it. I'm literally, I am going to post it. Scratch that. I'm going to post it later today because it was so ridiculous reading that explanation. And now we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the most important hire you need just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash podcast. This is your best offer available everywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions may apply. Offer is valid through September 30th. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And now, we'll get back into the show. And the So fact- what's the point of putting up an explanation if eric you don't agree with it if the one no because it, because then it exposes these writers okay like you expose them to go okay how much did they think about how it? dumb they are yeah exposes how dumb they are and exposes like what their thought process was like how deep into this thought process did you into your thought process did you go to select lindell if your thought process <laughs> was literally i'm gonna look at his block shots his defensive zone starts and then uh and him how many minutes he played on the pk and that was the criteria used to rank him the third best defenseman in the NHL. Then you get exposed. Then you realize. Then you get. You might like. I'm not saying like they should get hate, but they should get criticism at least for their picks. And they, they and it's so hard to like give criticism when you don't have any understanding of what their what their um, basis was for their picks. Exactly. Imagine watching Dallas and saying that. S.L. Lindell is the reason why they're so good instead of Heiskanen. That's the thing. (laughs) Like, that's what makes it worse. Klingberg and Heiskanen are better players on Dallas. You could, I could probably name three better defensemen on Dallas than Lindell. Who who was this? Uh, He's an, like, honestly, like, I didn't even recognize who he was. Like, he's he's not a big hockey name by him. Hey, whoever you are that voted Lindell, Eric Gopasing wants to scrap. I have his address. uh... (laughs) You know what? Send it over, honestly. That was, I'm so angry over that pick. Lindell's barely the third best defenseman on his own team. Listen, somebody also gave Drew Doughty a top three vote. Yeah, but I can can see how they came with Drew Doughty because they were like, oh, who's really good? And who used to be really good, and they're like, "Oh, Drew Doughty. Okay, I'm gonna put him third. That was their logic. That was the only logic they went through. I guarantee it. They didn't think about anything. No, else. I know. They're like, just like he's... Norris Trophy with Lindell. They couldn't even say he used to be really good. <laughs> there was well, nothing. Maybe they were just fascinated by the double D's. 
Maybe. Uh, I like that. That was a good one, Luke. I'm proud Thank of you. you. Good I'm job. pretty clever. Yeah, you are. For sure. Um, um, we should anyway, go to another award. We, we should go to the Ted Lindsay Award. Listen, oh, no, 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 no. One same, second. Same winner. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry, Ply. <laughs> <laughs> good one. Um, I think that if, if it were me voting... It was Artemi Panarin, and I I can't believe that he what he wasn't even close to being the 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 Hart Trophy winner. He had like I, I agree with Ty. Artemi Panarin was insane this year, and like he had I think it, I I don't remember if exactly the numbers, but I think in the entire history of expected goals being tracked, he had like the highest number, the highest expected goals number, or somewhere near the top this season. Yeah, accounting for his competition and stuff, like it was insane. And the minutes he played, because he and just had, how like, good a, he is. I ah uh, man, I wish I had the number right in front of me. But like his numbers, like he had like a sixty something percent expected goal share, which is insane. Like with Drysaitel, on the other hand, his goals for percentage was like fifty one percent, which means he only scored fifty. Like his team only dominated fifty one percent of the goals went on the ice, which isn't which is fine, but it isn't elite. By any means. And he got good goaltending when he was on the ice, too, which kind of helped that number. Yeah. So, so Dreisaitl didn't deserve it. It should have been Panarin 1, McKinnon 2, Dreisaitl 3, in my opinion. Agreed. Agreed. Next well, you don't agree I would, I would, that. I would have put McKinnon first. Uh, no, I don't agree. I, I, I agree with the Panarin and McKinnon stuff. I don't agree with the dry <laughs> stuff, obviously. I'd have, well, no. I, I was kind of exaggerating when I said he doesn't deserve to be top 10. But actually, at the same time, I could make a very clean argument for him not being top 10, I feel. Because I'm looking at the Hart Trophy list right now, and I would say McKinnon and Panarin, Helyabuk, Roman Yosi, Eichel, Brad Marchand, Kucherov, Elias Pettersson all had better years than Settle did. Pettersson only got three fifth place votes. Which is absolutely insane. But that regardless... Insane. And then JT Miller got one. So somehow... That was so funny. I saw that and I'm like, bro. And Tristan Jerry got one too. So <laughs> I don't know what people were doing. Jer- Jerry doesn't wasn't even top three in the Vesna. How do you have him fifth for the heart? It doesn't make yeah, any... that's insane. There's no... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's move along here. Um, next one was a Ted Lindsay. That that was the same thing though, so I think we can move along past that. Yeah, and we, we kind of touched on it. it yeah. um, I think that the the other some of the other trophies like the Norris Yossi won the Norris. That was there's nothing to complain about that one. No, no, that one that no. one except for John Carlson being second. I didn't like that, but yes, yeah, so I think that I think that like I was I was reading a well, that's kind of uh, like the norm. Normally, he would have won. Yeah, so, so it's actually almost like this year was definitely better in some areas. Like the goal, the right goalie. Okay, we're not going to get into that right now. But multiple different uh, awards actually were like pretty accurate. Yeah, like, this was a this was a slam uh, basically a slam dunk just because how good Yosi was yeah, this year. Yeah, Yosi hundred percent deserved it. I think we're all on the same page there. Um, yeah, I don't but know if but anyone disagreed. It's surprising to me that I, I thought Carlson. Who was, was the right. other D that got a Norris besides? Uh, Norris vote besides Doughty. Oh, uh, um, Lindell. Was it Lindell and Doughty? I thought there was another guy. There's a couple. Tony, uh, with, uh, Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, got one. D'Angelo got a vote. Uh, Chara right got a vote. Uh, There's Brodine, some ridiculous. Oh yeah, Chara. Corey Krug got a vote. Krug, Spurgeon, Latang. Who was got third? Two. Who was third? Pro- I can't. Hedman. Third was Hedman. Oh, so Hedman, Hedman probably. I don't think I would have had him third this year, but like that's a very easy one to argue that he could he should have been top three. Um, and then Pat Trangelo was fourth, but he only got one first place vote, which I find fascinating. Where is Eric Carlson? That's my question. He had a I mean, uh, missed the entire year. No, best player. I mean, if Lindell got a vote, I feel like Carlson <laughs> should have got a vote. I'm surprised. Uh, I'm surprised Shea Theodore and Dougie Hamilton were as low as they were, to be honest. Well, Dougie Hamilton tore uh, broke his femur, I think. So oh, right. Yeah. He and Theodore been... had a great year, but like it was really the playoffs, I think, that catapulted him into. He's going to get way more Norris votes next year, just based off of reputation. I think that. Um... That uh, that Dowdy, or sorry, not Dowdy, um, Dougie Hamilton. If he played the entire year, would have been right up there as well. Okay, that, so that's how good he was. So I don't know which one, of, if any of you read uh, my predictions for next year award, next year's awards. 
But yeah, who do you I guys saw, think? I saw your petty who comments. do you think? Who do you, <laughs> who do you think uh, is going to win the Norris next season? Alex Petrangelo on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, okay. I said if Petrangelo is on the Leafs, he's not going to win. Uh, I could. I mean, if if Makar has another year like he does, then I think Makar was in Makar's votes were interesting because he only had two fourth place votes and 17 mm-hmm. fifth place votes so that's not yeah. that's not much that's not, not Quinn a lot Hughes had way less yeah, Quinn Hughes looking... get, oh yeah he got three yeah i don't think carlson would be able to repeat having the year that he did it was pretty astronomical that way he started out i think uh headman's probably a safe bet headman's looked fantastic in the playoffs too like I absolutely dominating especially considering he's supposed to be hurt yeah he has like one yeah. ankle he's playing on one yeah. ankle basically it's so nuts. I would say Hedman Hedman is going to win, and then uh, Theodore is going to come in third. Hamilton's going to come in second. It's pretty. I feel like it's pretty easy to predict which defensemen are going to be in the top three to four once it's early season and you start to see the narratives kind of taking shape. Yeah, like it was easy to tell Carlson after the first like five games of the season that he'd be top three, and it was easy to see like. Roman Yosi after the first five ten games, it was easy to see he'd be in the Norris conversation. Petrangelo, same I'm, thing. I'm surprised uh, Marinson, Martin Marinson isn't on this Dude, list. He was my vote. <laughs> anyway, um, it, I was gonna say, now that PK Subban is gone, he stopped making Yosi look bad, and that's why he won <laughs> this year. Oh God. Um, well, Yosi played. Yosi played a lot with Ellis too, but whatever. Ignoring that. It's funny that will, Yossi... Will Spurgeon be a higher on the... No, I was going to make a joke. Wait, Martin, wait for this joke, okay? okay. I was going to say, okay. it's funny that Yossi was putting Subban on his back, but Subban's the one with the broken back. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, uh, Luke, you should put a in a laugh. For that one, Luke, Luke, you need yeah. to put in a laugh track or else you're... <laughs> no, oh, dude, it was so funny when we were listening to, to the podcast last week and you just bleeped out Martin. <laughs> Yo, he said a word that he... He said a, a brand of, a, of an alcohol that you can't say because we're not sponsored, okay? I had to do it. And so we're sponsored. It's like, we should make our own. Beep! <laughs> <laughs> I won't, I, won't sen- I won't censor out your dick jokes or your swearing, but I'll censor out brands. <laughs> We're sponsored by so I was on the, on the Instagram. We, we so aren't was- sponsored oh. by anymore. That's over. Oh, okay, you gotta well, bleep that out. That's bleep going. That That's, going. <laughs> bleep it. That's over. Who, over. Who, who are current sponsors? Hey, uh, Eric, most- who won Who won the, uh, the jersey? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. They pick. No, no, no. You said you oh, no, no, the, jer- the jersey I pick, but I haven't picked one yet. I've just been like chilling. <laughs> oh my god. Because oh, I hey, audience, if you want that jersey, you know message what? Eric, you know what? I'll do it. I'll do it right after this podcast and shout out who won. There okay. you go. It has to be somebody that's, a, here, that's an Eric promise. It has to be one of the podcast hosts. It definitely will not be one of the podcast hosts. It'll be whoever listens to this podcast. So if you listen to this podcast, go comment on the... Oh, wait, but I'm picking right after, so they won't have time. Damn it. No, pick a pick based off the comments. Well, okay, how can you say if you've liked... If the composition is like, comment, and share, or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you like totally switch the rules of <laughs> no ass to be listening yeah, to Yeah, ignore podcast. whatever everything I say, basically. We're but cutting this. This has to be cut out, man. <laughs> this this contest is rigged, dude. We got... <laughs> Get this off no, record. I'm keeping it in. Definitely not. I want right. to. I want to banish Eric's public relations. Okay. That's the Honestly, goal of my this life. This podcast probably already has. Let's be real. That's I'm true. on a podcast with Ty. Anyway. Anyway. Back back to Yossi. And the uh, Yossi. Yeah, whatever. Um. <laughs> whatever. We talked about defense enough. <laughs> whatever. Uh, Calder. Eric, how do you feel about Slavin at number five? I like that. I feel like that's yeah. getting, he's finally getting some recognition, which is nice. Okay. I feel, it, but it's actually like that you can tell the advanced stats nerds are starting to take over a little bit. Like some of these votes, like some of these besides, votes, votes, like, the heart. like uh, Tony McAvoy, D'Angelo. Yeah, like, well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like the <laughs> McAvoy pick. The Dougie Hamilton and Theodore and Theodore and Slavin pick. Hey, don't use your political bias to hate on the fact that analytics nerds love Tony D'Angelo, even though 
Tony D'Angelo does not love analytics. That was, that was always the weirdest beef between D'Angelo and analytics when analytics for years was like, D'Angelo's really good. He should get more minutes and playing time in the NHL. And then all of a sudden, like analytics says something bad about his teammate. And then he was like, nope, I hate them forever now. <laughs> like the hey. weirdest. Anyways, that's how it works. But like you could see that it's starting to come in a bit, even with the heart. Like there was some, cl- there was clearly some analytics type picks in the heart um, rankings. You know, like uh, like Paner- like Paner- would Panarin have been there in other years? I'm not sure. And also, would Drysital? Okay, so I I listened to this video today. Drysital was Panarin there. Definitely would have been. What for sure. Do you think? Panarin would have been there. I don't know, man. But uh, P- Dreisaitl was the first player in Hart Trophy history to since like the 60s or something like that to win the award with a negative plus minus. It's an interesting stat for you. So maybe people are starting to ignore plus minus more, but then they're going over to points, which isn't exactly that much better, but regardless. I don't know. I found it interesting. Like, what are the odds that the first this is the first time ever that a player who is a negative won the heart? That is interesting. Yeah. But anyways, moving on to the next award. What are we doing next? We did the heart. Calder, we did the Calder. Calder Memorial. This was this was a toss up. Basically, wait, wait, wait. coin flip. For as much as you hate plus minus, that kind of shows how shitty he is at defense. <laughs> Even that thing, that the really flawed. Stat exactly is showing That's how shitty he is defensively. Like the, he had like the most points in mm-hmm. at even strength. He couldn't well, even be plus. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like it's so, it's such a crazy notion. And even and even if you take out the plus minus and use all the advanced stats I mentioned that take out all the awfulness of plus minus, it's still it's still mind boggling. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Um, Makar won the Makar won the uh, Calder. Makes it more mind-boggling that he won so badly. Yeah, definitely. This was a coin. The Calder was a coin toss, basically. Hughes and Makar are both great. Apparently, it wasn't great. though, because Makar got double the amount of first place votes. Like that—that that doesn't seem very close. Well, you're, yeah, well, well, still, it was it was between those guys, is what I what I meant to say. Like, yeah, it was. I don't even know who, who came in third. Was it Kubalik who came in third? Yeah, Kubalik yeah. with zero first place votes. <laughs> it was just those two guys, man. It and I I understand. Like I think They're... Adam Fox should have gone more consideration, but other than that, like it had he to had be a first place vote. Him. He did have a first place vote. A smart person was... put him first, man. Adam Fox was one of the top defensemen he, it in was, the league uh, this year. Murat. Uh, I don't know how to say his last name. The Winnipeg Murat. guy? Yeah, the Winnipeg guy, yeah. Athletic, um, he, yeah. He's the one that uh, ranked Adam Fox first, and he wrote a little piece on why he ranked him first and everything, and I read it. It was actually really good, really well argued. I think there's a strong argument to have him in the top three. I think there's a decent argument to have him first, but I would have given it to McCarr as well. Yes. But I did watch yes. more Colorado than Vancouver this year, so that's part of the like bias, I would say. And I think most of us probably also watched more Colorado than we did Vancouver this year. I, I saw Colorado versus Leafs live; it was fantastic. Except Spezza's massive mistake. Oh right, whatever. you were there for that game, man. That was sad. I was I was there for Kadri's return. It was nice. And Spezza, did you boo him? Worse. I don't even no, know. No, I love Kadri. I think John Marino down at eight. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> Eric's blood was boiling when he saw that. I was. I was not <laughs> going to lie. I was really mad. He was below Victor Olofsson, who, although had a decent rookie year, was just like, just a very, very average player that got put on a line in a power play with Jack Eichel. <laughs> and that was what, that, that was his production right there. Like, Olofsson, sure, good complimentary piece next beside Eichel, but he didn't do anything. He was just, oh, I'm going to hit in whatever Jack Eichel puts in front of me. And he did it mm-hmm. decently well. Put up whatever, 20-some goals. Well, he also died off. And then he died off the second half of the year because yeah. he was he had a very hot first half where he was shooting like 40% or 30% or some nonsense. And then Ty's boys at six. <clears throat> Who's that? Ty's favorite, Henry Blackwood. Henry Blackwood. Ty's favorite goalie. Oh, my God. Just wait, <laughs> man. You'll see Sorokin and Shesterkin. Once you see those two goalies... So um, say Blackwood's so trash. How do you feel about Blackwood being sixth then? Why? 
<laughs> I mean, is that your answer? He had a good yeah. year. I don't. I don't know how you can ask why. A good year, and his team was still like bottom three in the league. That just shows how bad New Jersey is. Really bad. <laughs> it's a very. Have you looked at the New Jersey team? Can you name like eight players on that team? <laughs> yes, I can. PK Subban. Subban. Yeah. <laughs> Damon Severson. All these guys, the stats people like, and oh, what what happened there? <laughs> Tell Rachel Dory to do a better job with the Devils. Maybe that's why she got fired. She doesn't work there. Oh, anymore. oh shit! My bad. <laughs> I hope I Maybe hope you my comment, but whatever. Uh, what what you say, Ty? She should I go said, back to work in there. I, I did hear your comment. Okay, well I'm not gonna say it again. <laughs> I'll make sure to boost it for our our, our, our audience. Oh God, um, it was a joke. It was a joke. You, you, gotta, you can't leave that. You gotta you gotta turn the sound down for that. Do I? Okay. Yeah. We gotta add some I'll, bleeps. I'll forget. Yeah. I'll add some bleeps. All right. Next, what are we doing? The Vesna. Vesna was also a layup. Connor Hellebuck deserved the Vesna. Yes. Happy for him. Congratulations, Connor Hellebuck. Yeah, also, why are there so few votes for Vesna compared to the other ones? Like, yeah, who votes? I was actually oh, going to ask. GMs. That. I think it's GMs. Is it? Yeah, oh yeah, so. you're right, Martin. You're a smart guy. Hmm. This is why we have Martin on to provide the facts. <laughs> Let's not say that. How does that make sense? No, wait. It can't be GMs. There's yeah, way more. Yeah, oh, the, no. There's thirty. There's thirty votes. There's thirty votes per per number. Oh yeah, there's, so that's right. Oh, there's thirty-one. Because I'm thirty-one. You can't yeah, vote. Yeah. You're right, you're right. Can you count? There's 30. There's 30. I'm pretty sure you can't vote for your own team. Yeah, you no. can't vote for your own guy. But there's still... 19 plus 10 no, plus 1 is 30. Vote. No, that doesn't make... No. There's 31 uh, teams in the NHL. Why are there only 30 votes then? Yeah. Because one of them can't vote for their own goalie. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. What? Yeah. If you are Kevin Cheveldayoff, you can't vote for Connor Hellebuck. As the top goalie in the league, there's still, there should still be 31 first place votes though. But you could vote someone else. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm confused about. Anyway, maybe it's maybe it's only the GMs that aren't named Kyle Dubas. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a part of the old boys club, so he doesn't get. A All right, let's yet. Google this. Let's let's Google this. <laughs> hey Siri. Well, while you're googling this, I who think votes for the Vesna Trophy. <laughs> okay. This on the web for who votes for the Vezina Trophy. Check it out. <laughs> <clears throat> the general managers of the NHL's 31 teams submit ballots for the Vezina Trophy. The top three vote getters designated as finalists. So someone just didn't place a 30 uh, first. No, a first each one has 30 votes. So I don't understand how that works. So someone didn't vote at all. Either someone. Well, maybe it was. Was the Arizona guy kind of like? On the <laughs> yeah, they didn't have they didn't have a GM, <laughs> so they can vote. <laughs> Maybe that's how that works. Maybe. Um, Maybe. And there's nothing really interesting about the Vesna. Like Halibut no. clearly should have won. Tukaras clearly should have come second. I think it's a little weird that Vasilevsky came third, but I mean, fine, fair, whatever. I mean, Tukarask's numbers are better than Halibut. Well, I mean, Hellebuck was on a tire fire defensively, <laughs> man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, they literally Merzlikens, lost. Leakins at five is interesting. Leakins had a, a stretch where he had, like, four shutouts in a row. Yeah, but other than that, he wasn't actually that great. Like, he had a good month and a half or two months. Also, he didn't even play the most games for Columbus. Yeah, yeah Cor- did, but... Corpus Allo did. That, that but is he really was good. Whereas Leakins is good, man. You'll see. He is good. And yeah, Robin Columbus Leonard wasn't even the starter for his own team as well. Columbus has a lot of goalies coming through the system. The market well, inefficiency. At least at least one of the GMs agrees that Tristan Jari is on one of the ballots. I mean, I mean, it makes makes more sense that he's on Vesna than Hart. But I mean, it makes more sense that he's seventh on Vesna than like fifteenth on Hart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one vote for each, though. So I feel like Markstrom kind of got robbed a little here, like fourth place after the season yeah. he had. 
Like, I don't know. I feel like he should be ahead of Vasilevsky. I feel like Vasilevsky. he could have been better than Vasilevsky. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Like, he wouldn't have I won anyway. Just, uh, Vasilevsky had a shit ton of wins and was on the best team, so therefore uh, he's going to get a ton of votes. I feel like Correct. it was just, I feel like it was simply just that. All right. So off of the Vesna now, what are we going to do? Uh, the Selkie. That's the, I think that's the only other one that really. Does the, uh, does Lady Bing. We can we briefly discuss all the other ones, I think. But um, okay, Selkie, Selkie who won? Couturier. Couturier. Yeah, Couturier won, which is like finally about time. But was he deserving this year, though, Eric? No. Or what? <laughs> well, I I would I I think you can make the argument. I I, I wouldn't say you you can't make the argument. I just wouldn't make the argument that this was the year he should have won. But I don't have like a huge problem with it because, like, there was two or three years in a row where he probably should have won, where he didn't. So this at is at Patrice like, Bergeron. Yeah, this is almost like one of those like legacy votes where it's like, oh, we finally are going to acknowledge that you are good at defense because you think it takes when, like eight years later to figure that out. Do you think when Bergeron retires, they're going to rename the trophy? No, they're the NHL's too old school to rename like any of the trophies. I feel Dude, like who the hell is Selkie? <laughs> I can ask Phil Pritchard if you want. Oh, thank you. Yeah, just name drop that you know the keeper of the cup. I do this every time. Keeps name dropping him, but he never actually met him. Name drops him, but he never gets him on the podcast. So yeah. I so. asked Brady and she said absolutely not. <laughs> you can go above Brady's head. Yeah. Who cares about her? Go straight to the man. This is himself. true. This is true. Yeah. Like no offense to Brady, but you can just email him. I have his phone number. Okay, you so just text, text him. Text him right time. Get off this podcast. You're useless. Go and text him. <laughs> hey, guys, we haven't had a guest Actually, for a while, you know but what? I have the Keeper of the Cup's phone number in my phone. I don't. Okay, so I don't, but my friend does. My friend oh texts my him God, all the there's time. There's a very big difference between oh, you having this Adam again? Friend. It's Jody. So, Jody, te- Jody oh. texts him all the time. Um. I, but I can get you in the Hockey Hall of Fame for free. Thanks, man. The Hockey Hall of Fame is one of the most overrated places to go ever. Bruh. Me and Martin Never mind then. No offense, yeah. Phil. If, if you're listening and, right me now. Me and Martin had date night, and we went to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, and you guys paid you 40 take... bucks to get in. I paid zero. <laughs> <laughs> Did you take your, like, was it a double date? No, it wasn't 40 It was like $20 or something. It was like $17, I think. We didn't know about this option, Ty, and I'm a little was mad. It... Was it pre-knowing Ty? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like your anger is misplaced. There, <laughs> no, I think we're in new Ty, but he didn't know him like well. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he didn't know that. It was he in was August of last year. Yeah, uh, oh, that so was like we we talked day. once. <laughs> yeah, that but when uh, were, that's when we were doing clips of the podcast. Yeah, after, yeah. we'd record an hour and a half and only release five minutes of it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I have met Phil Pritchard, I think twice, three times. That's, okay. that's dedication though luke yeah we record for an hour and only give like bits has the quality where we said yeah. anything we slightly useful <laughs> we didn't really know how to post a podcast yet and then i learned and then i forced eric to understand that this podcasting is, is could be great for the pod for the page and that's where, on one of those clips, Martin, the genius, predicted Dallas versus Tampa. Look at so that. I still yeah, refuse to I refuse to acknowledge that that exists. And, I uh, picked Tampa, yeah. Vegas. I was so close to being smarter than Martin. But at the end of the day, we all realized that Eric is the dumbest because he picked hey, 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 Boston hey. and Colorado. No, he picked who did he pick? Colorado and the Leafs? I picked Leafs? Uh, Toronto something. Hey, Colorado. Yeah, I think Toronto, Colorado or something like that. And Ty picked Boston and... But Toronto wasn't a real pick. Toronto was like, a, oh, I really hope this yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 we were yeah, yeah, fresh yeah, off yeah, the yeah. Raptors winning. Shut you know, up, like, shut let's go. Up. That wasn't an analytics pick. It was an analytics pick. Uh, it was obviously yeah, tech. sure. There's always a reasoning for everything, eh, Eric? <laughs> um, hey, guys. But anyway, so we just get back to the Selke? Selke? Selke. I said he Selke. always calls it Selke. I, I, call, I do call this Selke. I want that. It's so annoying. <laughs> I just read it and I look at it. I'm like, all right, so I'm going to make a prediction that by episode 40, we will have Phil Pritchard on the podcast. Oh, I like well, it. Well, 
you met uh, you met Brady now, so you can you can DM her and ask. I've I've asked enough. She won't, she won't accept my my follow request. Yeah, she she doesn't accept mine either. But <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> she just doesn't like you. <laughs> it's her thing, man. I don't know. So it's a, it's a weird thing. Person? Who is this person? <laughs> Phil Pritchett's daughter. <laughs> Listen, we don't look at her like that. Okay, she is my friend. I don't she think is she's your friend. friend. I think you're just like I think like you're it. a guy that messages her and she's like, oh, get away. <laughs> no way. No, I can tell you that they've been in the same room before and they talked. So. Wow, they, <laughs> they've been in the same room and talked before. Okay. And she yeah. didn't run away. Well, not she that, didn't not run away. The first time. Not that yeah. time, yeah. <laughs> she was like, I would not even allow this man to follow me on Instagram. <laughs> well, literally, her, her Instagram, her Instagram oh, bio is literally, too. I will not follow back or something. I will follow. not accept like, your follow request. Yeah, so she followed me, but she did, I'm not allowed to follow her. Not allowed uh, to, there's there's zero posts there to see anyway. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just going to slide into her DMs and be like, hey. That's a weird mantra. Yeah, it That's is a weird. I slide. I, I slide in the DMs. Usually, they won't follow you back after. I know, right? Yeah, it's like reverse lot. psychology. Hmm. It's weird, but it's you know, it's if it's your thing, it's your thing. Okay. Well, I like the prediction. You Ty can send her this clip. <laughs> yeah. This will Which... convince her to ask her dad. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, will convince her to never let Ty talk to her dad again. Uh, Probably, Listen, yeah. oh my god this makes me look bad for sure but you yeah that's true at, uh, so anyway at travels with stanley if you follow this if you follow talking hockey you can follow that page as well is that his Give, page yeah and guess who travels with stanley follows though me you <laughs> Hey, so why, why don't you Jesus him? Christ, man? Because okay, okay, okay. Phil does so not. His, so Phil Pritchard wait, does not so run that account. Brady's dad follows you, but Brady doesn't follow you. Is that Brady's what you're dad follows me on his account that is run by Brady? <laughs> so Brady follows you in a way. In a way. In so a way. reach out to Brady's dad's account going through Brady. Yes. Do this. And if that doesn't work, I'm sure you can just Google his email. Is it a hockey? Does he work for the Hockey Hall of Fame? I I think we've taken this too far. It's probably f- at hhof.com. We we've gone too far here. Okay, we're, we're releasing too much personal information. <laughs> if, what do you mean? <laughs> if <laughs> if Luke just ever made up an email. <laughs> I did, I did. That is that is one hundred percent made up. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't email that email. Yeah. If Brady ever saying. listens to this, I'm sorry. She gonna be mad at me, but whatever. Anyways, moving on to the selkie because we've spent way too much time on this. Um, there's some interesting names thrown in there, Ty. I feel like you would like some of them. I really Nick, like some of them. Where's Nick Benino? He's number 12. <laughs> he only, he got one first place vote. Someone voted Nick Benino the best player, defensive player in the NHL. <laughs> I didn't know Evolving Wild got a vote. <laughs> I don't even think Evolving Wild would have given that vote. Like That's, a, that's an extreme vote right there. <laughs> and Austin Matthews got a first place vote too. Well, that that's, that's a smart person. <laughs> Yeah, that seems deserved. But I, uh, I mean, Nishushkin at eight, uh, Anthony Sorelli at four. Joe right behind Benino. Yeah, I like that. He's not even on the center. They gave Martin, they gave Martin a vote as well. Yeah, they definitely did. Shame on them though. Um, there's some analytics picks in there which I like, and then there's the old school just vote for Patrice Bergeron picks. I, I like think the that. analytics picks. I like the analytics picks. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you sound like, Eric. Oh my is, God. Uh, well, uh, to be honest, I don't like don't like the Nishushkin pick at eight. It should be two. Should be like number one, obviously. But that's beside. No, I think I I, I think, think Coleman. How do you feel about Kopitar being at seven? Yeah, I feel like that's kind of ridiculous. I feel there. like he didn't have. A great year. 
I feel like I feel like there's always legacy votes. Like the Bergeron votes, clearly legacy votes. Kopitar votes, clearly legacy votes. Barkov votes, clearly okay, legacy votes. But let's votes. not act like Kopitar is close to winning, even though he's at seventh place. He hit 33 points. Sixth place was 175. First place was 1,422. Yeah, but still, it's like... It's like 0.5% of the votes. I don't know. Like, and Kopitar at seven, it's like, okay, but he wouldn't even been in my like top 10 this year. So like, I don't know. It's just weird. Mitchell Marner got a fifth place vote. Yeah, that's also Luke Van Denning, ba- Mike Babcock's favorite player. Mike Babcock gets votes too. Did, wow, you learn so much these days. How man. did Noah Chari get a second place vote? Tell me. Someone explain this to me. Explain <laughs> it to me, Ty. Explain this to me. I don't get it. They wanted some Florida representation. They have no one else on any of the ballots. They bark off on this Barkov. one. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> and I feel like Huberto is probably somewhere on. No, no, he's not. I think that uh, what this shows is that uh, when it comes to voting for the defensive players, the best defensive players, I think we're getting better at that. They're the sorry, not we, but they are getting better at that because again, Yossi was a layup, right? But they are also somehow voting Drysital as the fifth best defensive player in the NHL. So maybe we aren't getting that much better. They at did? It. Are you kidding <laughs> me? He had one fifth what? place vote. Oh, okay. I think you meant he was fifth in the voting. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no. Someone voted him as the fifth. That's pretty bad. Like, whoever did that should be fired. Yeah, I agree. Like, you don't know hockey at that point. He was a minus player. Like, even looking at the basic... (laughs) Yeah, like, anything you look at would be like, oh. (laughs) Or you could just watch him play and him just, like, skate near the blue line for the entire shift in the defensive zone. Wait for someone else to get the puck. He's supposed to be a center. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't even, you don't need, you can look at anything. You can look at your stupid, you know, you can look at the stupid plus minus. You can watch him just skate around the blue, near the blue line, waiting for someone to break out, give him a breakout pass. You can look at the advanced stats. I don't care what you look at. How does he become the fifth best defensive player in the NHL? I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. It but the majority, you're always going to have these outlier votes. Right? I bet like, it's the same guy that voted Lindell is the third best defenseman in the NHL. It, it's no different than a regular election, right? Like people vote for the Canadian marijuana party, right? And people vote for the Canadian he, communist okay, Ty, party. Ty, Ty. These are supposed to be experts in the field of hockey. Yeah, this isn't political scientists, like... Voting like this, for how, a, many, how many people get a vote? Like the top 100 writers or something? Yeah, like top it's, so, it's so elitist. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, um, let me vote, guys. Oh, I run a talking yeah. hockey page. I want votes. Hey, you know what? Not, that's supposed to make it like better. Like they're supposed to be the most knowledgeable of the sport. To be fair, we probably get more views than half the writers so on the GMs. Top that vote for these awards do. Pardon? We probably get more views on our page than like ninety percent of the writers that voted for this award. I bet. Well, apply yeah, for the Professional Hockey Writers Association. What? You can apply for the Professional Hockey Writers Association. Huh? Will they allow I think me? <laughs> is is I, I, talking I, hockey enough? <laughs> I think that we're giving them too much credit, though. Like to say that they're the smartest people in the world just because no, they they're about hockey. No, they're definitely they aren't, not. But like, they should be. They should be the best. They should be like. Shouldn't the like the GMs and the presidents be the smartest people in the world? Yeah, but like outside of the league. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, if you're talking about people outside of the league, they should be focusing on getting like the smartest writers, right? But yes. then there's guys that are voting Lindell third, Drysaitel fifth in the Selkie. Like I think a guy like Friedman should have to post all five of his picks for every trophy. No, just every single though, they do. A lot of and these no, writers do that. Every writer ha- should have to post all their picks, and then on top of that, they should have to write have a write up, at least a paragraph write up for each pick. And then well, I don't know if they thought about it at all. I'm not saying that that every single one of them does, but um, a lot of them are releasing articles like why I voted these guys for my picks. Like no, but Pierre it's not Lebrun a lot. It. It's a couple of them. We're we're seeing like you see like twenty of those articles come out and there's like a hundred votes. There's Pierre LeBrun's untrustworthy, apparently based on that trade. Uh, it 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 got stalled, dude. It's it's not his fault. It was gonna happen, but then but then uh, they forgot Hornquist has a no trade it clause. Kevin Weeks that broke it. Kevin Weeks broke it. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's true. But anyways, I. 
I I kind of I completely agree with Martin. They need to be. They should be forced to have to do a write up if they're voting on these awards. You're getting the privilege of picking all these award winners. You should have to put in the minimum amount of effort required to write like oh, a man. paragraph on your explanation for why you picked each person at the area that you did. Because there's Freeman just talked about on his podcast about like he was part of the group that told two guys that they were getting votes this year or something. And like, they were talking about the, how the guys were so honored mm-hmm. and felt like, so like, yeah, they should be. That's a honored. huge honor. Like, do you know how yes. many people wish they could be, be, yes, exactly. from this? so they should be good at it. <laughs> exactly. And they should, they should be good at it. And they should be at least having to put in the minimum amount of effort required for us to understand yes. why the hell they made the picks yes. that they did. Because there's, I want to hear no how you justify Leon Leon Dreisaitl with your fifth best defensive player in the league this or, year, or Lindell at three, or Doughty at three, or all these other like random picks. Like you have to, and then and then once people see the justification of blocked shots, PK minutes, and uh, whatever the hell else I mentioned earlier, or defensive zone starts, and that's your that's your criteria for it, then okay. But then people can at least notice that and be like, wow, okay, this is – people will learn how useless it is to use these awards in, in ranking players when they realize the incredibly flawed, <laughs> like – Reasoning behind Yeah, reasoning it. behind all mm-hmm. these picks are. Like, uh, yeah. That's that's Because someone will see the fifth fifth place vote for Dreisaitl as a Selkie vote and be like, He's a good defensive player, according to one dude. Yep, people will be like, "Oh no, really he got at... he got a vote for the Selke. He must be something. He must be good at something defensively." Exactly. Or <laughs> I like I don't know. There's so many weird picks. Like Taves hasn't been a really good defensive player in years. In a couple years, I don't know how Nolachari got a vote for second. Giroud got a place for a vote for second. Man, Brandon Ta- Tanev got two third votes. Yeah, that's also kind of weird. And then analytics favorite Zach Ash and Reese got a fifth and a fourth place vote. But yeah. Uh, anyway. what other what other awards do we want to cover? I don't know if there's really any other ones too. Uh, there was the um, Art Ross. No, not the Art Ross. There was. The- <laughs> let's Jack let's Adams. let's rank who deserved the Art Ross the most. Um, <laughs> Jack Adams. Number one. Should have been. No, I don't really care about the Jack Adams, Boston one, whatever. Who cares? We already talked about it last last week. Did we? I think did so. We, did we? Do we? No, not? I don't think we no, talked we about the Jack. Ad- we talked about. We talked about GM of the year, but I don't listen. Think we Jack Adams. Adams should have been Barry Trotz. That's all I'm going to say. Jack Adams should have been John Tortorella. That that's too. I would have been. That's true. That. Yeah. Uh, but I don't like, think I think Bruce Cassidy was like one of the least deserving out of all the like. The top like five. I would have taken guys. Jared Bedner. I would have taken Mike Sullivan. I would have picked yeah Jared Bedner. Like Sullivan, come on. Sullivan's a good coach too. Sullivan's a very good. He's coach. a good I coach, like but I don't think he. I feel like not he this year. Get credit enough for what he for what he's done in uh in Pittsburgh. Like Vigneault should have got it. Alain Vigneault, he could have gotten it. I would have been fine with that. I also have a hot take that Tampa's coach, uh. Cooper deserves. John Cooper is an amazing coach, and he seems like an even better person. Anyone who knocks John Cooper, like, yes, he has a power team, so you can't give him the award. You can't. He doesn't. He probably shouldn't win it, but he should definitely have gotten more votes than David Quinn. And um, oh no, he did get more votes than David Quinn. Sorry, I meant Paul Maurice and Dave Tippett. I definitely would have had him above those two guys. Yeah. What, John like, Cooper is is a top coach in the league too. He is, and like, what did Dave Tippett do that, that was so revolutionary this year? Uh, well, Drysaitel got three trophies, so yeah, he let he put Drysaitel in a position where he got outscored at even strength. Congratulations, um, correct, <laughs> good job, <laughs> great coaching. Yep. But all right, and that's the episode, boys. Okay, goodbye. I think that's a... <laughs> so, to summarize... Ty wants to do a game. Yeah, Ty, Ty's um, lying down on his bed now, like, just looking kind of weird right now. And he's in the dark. 
I which yeah, listen, the my, actually, all the way over there. I don't like he that. He looks like a. He looks I feel like uncomfortable with right you guys now. just sitting in the dark like that. Who's yeah, I turned on my light. So. I'm sitting in the dark. If I turn on my my above light, there's glare. Right now, I'm glowing perfectly. Okay, maybe on your screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, but I have an update for you after the recording, so I'm going to stop recording now. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this week's episode Goodbye. of Talking Hockey. Let us know what your hockey Thank you. podcast votes, no, hockey vote votes would have been. Um, <laughs> Dreisaitl is not deserving of anything but anything. the Art Ross, and that will be <laughs> the headline of this episode is Dreisaitl gets undeserved awards. Who do you think should have won? If we want to cause the maximum amount of conflict, you just put Dry Settle doesn't deserve the heart as the podcast episode. Yeah. <laughs> Why Dry Settle does not deserve the heart or the Ted Lindsay Award? Or the Art Ross. Just throw, yeah. more, throw more. Or Ty gets Phil Pritchard on podcast. <laughs> One day, man. Maybe. All right. Goodbye. I don't believe you. Goodbye. <laughs>